You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 267. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, my friend. I hope you are having a great week so far. And as you're listening to this, I am traveling with a friend back east to see a bunch of fun places, including the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which should be super fun. The best part is I didn't have to plan any of it. I'm just along for the ride. And that's actually a theme this year for my traveling adventures now that I've been thinking about it. Because when I went to Argentina earlier in this year to meet up with some coaches and mastermind about our businesses, the woman who lived there and was orchestrating this whole event planned the entire trip. And I'm used to planning every little thing to the last detail. So this letting go of control is liberating. I even have another trip planned later this year to Sedona where I'm not planning a thing. Sometimes I need to take a breath and I just need to let things roll because I am used to planning everything. I want total and complete control. I'm betting you can relate. It's everything I can do not to ask my friend to list out his itinerary for every single day that we're going on this trip, but I'm not saying a word. I'm sure he appreciates it because we've known each other for about 14 years now, and he knew me when I was overworking, stressed out, and anxious. And it's fun to know someone that long and just watch how we both evolve. That brings us to today's episode, which is kind of related. The overworking and control tendencies that I used to have were linked to my belief that my work created my significance. And today we are talking about where you might be seeking significance instead of filling yourself up and giving it to yourself instead. When we are seeking significance, it's always outside of us. There's always something that we need to do or achieve for us to feel significant and worthy and successful. And when we create that for ourselves, it's always available to us. We're never trying to create significance. We naturally feel it and we feel more confident because of that. I'm going to be talking next week about creating confidence, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this episode so you don't miss it. What is significance? Well, the Oxford Dictionary defines significance as the quality of being worthy of attention, importance. And where does significance come from? Well, sometimes I will talk to clients and I can tell they're getting significance from what their clients think of them. Sometimes they will tell me they get significance from their boss telling them that they're doing a good job. If other people don't actively tell you that you're doing a good job and that they love you and they think you're absolutely fabulous, you're just going to keep seeking that approval to feel significant. And that's really the problem here because you might do that by working later or trying to work harder or faster. Sometimes you might get significance from a project that is completed. Of course, When you start doing that, then you can never feel satisfied. You never feel significant until the project is done. 
Meanwhile, if it drags on, you don't feel that sense of accomplishment. So you have less energy to move the project forward. You're kind of down, right? It doesn't feel good. And if you do either of these things, whether you're seeking significance from another person outside of yourself or an accomplishment outside of yourself, then you're going to start seeing a diminishing rate of return. Not only will your work product begin to deteriorate, you will begin feeling more and more disappointed and insignificant. You're working hard, but you're not getting the return that you hoped for, that significance in the completion of a project or in the eyes of others. What I suggest for you is that you start feeling significant now. I'm going to walk you through how I do it, speaking as a lawyer who for years sought significance for working hard. And if this is resonating with you, I want to encourage you to book a strategy session with me. I work with my clients on this. And when they begin filling themselves up and validating their work before anyone else even sees it, they enjoy their practices more. One of my clients would not just say yes to all the client projects, even though she didn't want them or need them, but she would say yes to every board that asked her to be on it because she got her significance from what she believed other people thought of her when she said yes. She thought they'd think that she was a nice person and that they would refer her people to her practice, which she realized when we started working together is that seeking significance in this way shortchanged her and her practice. This habit seeped into everything she decided including whether to discount her rates, whether or not to raise her rates, whether or not she decided to charge for a consult, not monitoring her employees when she suspected they weren't doing their job. When she started recognizing her value, the value of her services, and the value of her time before she offered them to anyone, she started doing what was best for her and her practice in the long run. She raised her rates. She charged for consults. She started saying no more often, and she started communicating with her employees more effectively. If you can relate to any of this, let's work together. You can book a strategy session at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session to get started. All right, here is what you need to know about creating significance for yourself instead of seeking significance outside of yourself. First, you already have significance. You were born significant, my friend. Everything you do in this world has an impact. You get to decide whether you want to see that impact or not. How you talk to the people at your office or in the grocery checkout line matters. You can either make someone's day or you can be a not so great part of it, depending on how you choose to show up. You can either show up for what you want in your life 100% or you can show up for life feeling disappointed, resentful, or filled with regret. I will offer to you that going after the life you want makes a difference in the world. When you don't, a part of you dies. If I had decided not to show up for my dreams, I would not have the impact I do on the lawyers I get to work with, and this podcast would not exist. It's not easy showing up for yourself and validating your dreams and your desires. We get a lot of blowback from society and naysayers. There's other people who are going to tell us that, you know what, we should just be happy with what we have. You have so much. Why should you risk it? 
the way I look at it, what I would really be risking is my soul. I look at it that importantly. I was really risking giving up on myself. What I was really risking was what I knew was possible for me. I could have stayed a criminal prosecutor and been perfectly happy, but I would have regretted not seeing what I was made of. When I started to cultivate significance for myself, instead of seeking it outside of myself, I was able to do scarier and scarier things because I wasn't relying on anyone else's approval. Part of the problem with seeking significance outside of ourselves is we are at the mercy of circumstances. We give up all the power in our life. We need validation from people outside of us, a spouse, a friend, a coworker to tell us if we're making the right decision. We need to, quote unquote, see the stars align and all the circumstances are just right in order for us to take action. We've got to walk away from that if you really want to follow what it is you desire, if you really want to create a life you love, you've got to walk away from that and stop seeking significance and looking for stars to align and instead just believing and knowing that you are enough right now to take on anything. There's no way someone else can ever know what decision is best for us. When I work with my clients, I am never making a decision for them. I'm helping them see why they're making the decisions they're making and whether those decisions serve them in the long run. I help them make a decision from a place of being filled up with their significance right now versus having someone else and their false beliefs make their decisions for them. So here's what I needed to start believing and doing to start filling myself up, to start feeling significant and start making decisions from a place where I was already filled up. One, I had to first open myself up to the idea that I was already good enough to do anything, anything I wanted. I didn't need to earn my worthiness from anything I did or anyone else's opinion, including my own. I was already enough. It didn't mean I didn't work to improve my skills. It meant I wasn't improving my skills to prove anything to anyone. Two, I started getting awareness of when I felt my ego being stroked. You know that feeling when someone gives you a compliment and you're flattered and you just kind of like, kind of like get giddy. Well, I stopped feeling flattered by what people said to me because what people say about you isn't about you. It's about them. It's about what they need. It's about what they believe. This is important to notice when you get that feeling of excitement that someone needs you to do something. A client calls you last minute and tells you that they're going to refer you to all their friends and they have a project for you. Or a boss taps you for a project when you're already drowning in work. You will immediately want to say yes. You're going to have this urge, this desire to say yes, because it feels so good to feel needed, right? Well, that is an urge, a reaction to the desire to feel significant. And when I started noticing it, then I could press pause and say something like, thank you. Give me some time to think about it. Because I knew in that moment I wanted to say yes, but I knew I was also saying yes because I wanted their approval. And you might notice this if you discount your rates because you have this urge, right? This desire because you want them to like you and you want to give them the discount 
just hold on to that. Just don't say yes right away. Take a breath, take a moment. Because once I gave myself some space, I could make a decision from a calm place where I was thinking about what was best for me long-term in, and not in that moment of feeling that desire to be needed or wanted. Three, I started saying no more. I practiced saying no without explaining myself. It was uncomfortable at first, okay? I'm not going to lie. I didn't want anyone to feel disappointed in me. And that was back when I thought that I could create feelings in other people. People have thoughts and those thoughts create their own feelings. I'm not in control of the world. If I were, I would be exhausted. And there's so many of us out there feeling exhausted because we think we need to control other people's opinions of us. We got to let that go if we want to foster, cultivate that feeling of significance for ourselves because they get to feel however they want to about my decisions. And that's okay. And it sounds easy now me saying it, but it does take practice. Four, I hired coaches. I joined coaching programs that helped me do two things. One, be in the company of people who were going after what they wanted and could help me do the same. They had that mentality I wanted to be around. I wanted to be around people who weren't seeking significance in other people, that they were just going after what they wanted and filling themselves up along the way. I knew they weren't judging me because they were in the same boat as me. And two, what they did was they helped me stay on track with my goals and spot when I was people-pleasing instead of going after what I really wanted. Five, I learned how to fill myself up by acknowledging myself for every single win, big and small. I told myself I was doing a good job, which keeps me going. When I have a long project I'm working on, it can be easy to feel stuck. And instead, I just say, okay, hold on a moment. Let's see what I have accomplished so far. Let's take a look at that. That is the kind of active practice you have to have to fill yourself up. I remind myself that I'm pacing myself because it doesn't all need to get done at once and I'm on track. I acknowledge where I'm still learning instead of beating myself up for perceived failures too. Six, I stopped using goals as a measure of my significance. I used to shame myself when I didn't hit my goals, which felt horrible and prevented me from doing what needed to be done to evaluate what had happened, regroup, and then move forward. Now I get to just acknowledge the feelings I have and move forward because I'm filled up already. I've been doing it the whole time I was working on that goal and it doesn't kill me inside when I don't hit that goal. I just recognize, oh, okay, let's take a look at what I did and what needs to get done and let's do it. And I do that in a really compassionate way towards myself instead of beating myself up. I know that whether I hit a financial goal or a goal to help X number of people in my practice, that doesn't mean anything about me, my value, my capabilities, my significance, my worthiness. It doesn't mean a thing. With all that said, I have three questions for you I want you to consider. First, where do you see that you are giving your power away, right? Two, and this is kind of a, a reframe of that first question. Where are you looking for significance outside of yourself? And three, if you were to implement just one of the six suggestions I outlined to make change, what would it be? 
And I'm going to outline them again for you. One, open yourself up to the idea that you're already good enough as is. Two, observe when you feel your ego is being stroked and walk away before deciding to say yes. Three, start saying no without explaining yourself. Just allow yourself to feel uncomfortable. Four, hire a coach. Five, acknowledge all your wins, big and small. Six, stop using goals to measure your worth. And if you know that you want to continue this work with me one-on-one, book a strategy session with me. You can book at dinacapaldo.com forward slash strategy session. All right, my friend, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.